I hate to go all technical on you, but all hands on deck, swirly thing alert! Attention! Listen, you motherfuckers. Buckle up, pedal heads. You're experiencing the Lotus Effect with Phoenix and Phone Boy. Nobody can fuck with us. It's a bold strategy, Cotton. Let's see if it pays off for them. You are my podcast, my only podcast. So if you fucking take my podcast away, I'm going to shove my foot so far up your ass. It is out of sheer morbid curiosity. I'm allowing this freak show to continue. How do you fix that, though? Take a big step back and literally suck my dick. Are you interested? I know you are, because it's fuck or walk. You're shitting me. Have you made your decision for Christ? To tell you the truth, I don't give a shit. I would not say such things if I were you. Who the fuck are you? Phoenix and Phone Boy? Oh, they're horrible. I don't know what the fuck you're talking about. It's wholesome smut. The whole show. Yeah, the whole show is wholesome smut. Uh, welcome to episode 123 of The Lotus Effect, which we have provisionally entitled Industrial Meat. Yeah, I'm actually surprised we didn't do pick pissed off the cream cheese. I got to hear about that. Uh, maybe that's a toast and jam story. I don't know. <laughs> that's, that's actually a what's Phoenix cooking. Oh, there you go. Well, you know, the, sh- the, the title is going to change, right? So um, and then the show is made up. The content doesn't matter. And I'm phone boy. He's a lazy fucking cunt. Yeah, he is a lazy fucking cunt. And also. Yes, it's true. This man has no dick. Sayeth me. I'm Phoenix. I guess you would know. Um, so, yeah, here we are again um, doing, doing another thing. We, and we just got a live boostergram. I love this uh, the, from Weirdo saying, listen, you motherfuckers, all hands on deck. This is a new life. Son of a bitch. I th- fucking weirdo. Thank you. Thank you, my friend. I love we, that. We love when Weirdo's got Satoshis to uh, splash against the walls because he does it in a really epic way. And that's right. He does. And you know what? We, we got to get that. We got to get this fucking yeah, thing. We gotta jump into this yeah, shit. Let's do it. Let's go something like this. What is this? A freak out? This is kind of strange. This is terrific. I think I'm gonna be sick. Not a speck of light is showing, so the danger must be growing. Are the fires of hell a-glowing? Is the grizzly reaper mowing? Yes! The danger must be growing, for the rowers keep on rowing, and they're certainly not showing any I just had an orgasm. Well, that's how it affects uh, uh, Mr. Sir Bemrose here. Um, you know, that, 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 that's how that's how the Lotus affects him. But however, and wherever the Lotus affects you, well, well we'd love to hear about it. And so we're going to get into our feedback segment. I got mail. Yay. So there are ways to send us messages. Uh, you can uh, you can send us an email the old, uh, you know, the old fashioned way. A phone boy at Lotus Effect dot show or Phoenix at Lotus Effect dot show. And that's P.H.E.O.N.I.X. Now, you can also uh, send us a, a, a dong message right on, on the master dong. Uh, Phoenix is a P.H.E.O.N.I.X. at Lotus Effect dot social. I'm phone boy at Lotus Effect dot social. Um, you can also uh, give us feedback through snail mail. You can always you can also um you can also call two five three. I've got to. I've got to find it. There we go. We've got. We want to make sure we have the right clip here. We got to call two five three two three seven three three two one. One ringy dingy. Two ringy dingy. Dell computers. This is Chip. 
And of course, Ernestine and Chip are not standing by, but Google Voice translation is, and it's going to get mangled. You're going to become a show title. Just know the risk you run when you call 253-237-3321. And of course, when you do, uh, other than giving feedback, you can also sound off on the DQ topic, which of course we've, you know, uh, I guess we kind of tagged it as a rant. Yeah, that family member you hate. Yeah, that's it. Yeah, it's rant all... about that family member. Yeah, that one motherfucker that every holiday you just, as soon as you show up, your eyes meet, and it's like, yeah, bitch, it's on. Because yeah, you know there's going to be some kind of drama. Yeah. Or if you want to sound off on a past topic, or basically anything else, two five three two three seven three three two one. We do play the voicemails during the Duncan Hines segment. And of course, you know, now we're going to talk a little bit more about another way that you can give us a little return on investment. We'll do anything to be rich. Which is, of course, the newest way to express the value for value model. And we are going to discuss some of the ways you can do that, which are going to Lotus Effect that show and click in the green We Like Money button. We're that charitable organization that'll take your fiat fund coupons off your hands if you they offend you, if your money just pisses you off, you just can't take it anymore. Send it to us. We'll put it to good use. You can do, of course, like Weirdo did, and you can boost us using a 2.0 compliant app. And if you don't have one, you're obviously living in a stone age. And how the hell are you listening to the show anyway? But irrelevant to that, go get yourself one of these awesome podcast apps where you can stream Satoshis to your crazy favorite pedal heads. You can either go to nudepodcastapps.com if you're racy like us, or if you're a little more tame, go to newpodcastapps.com and get a compliant 2.0. O app that lets you splash Satoshis. Yes. Now, now we're going to read the uh, the uh, we're going to read our um, the, the, those who those who uh, contributed value back to us. And and I think it's uh, we got some, we, yeah it's been a while since we've gotten some boostograms during uh, this was all during Rideshare Radio last night. So um, these they're all song requests as it often is. And if you if you do a boostogram during Rideshare Radio, the the song will most will get, probably get played next, or you know it'll get pumped up as to long the as you remember to do it. Well, yeah, or yeah, exactly. So there there is that whole thing. So. So you were splashing our walls with Satoshis because um, you felt like it. Actually, and actually, you went, even though we were both home last night for Rideshare Radio, you were you you were down in the after 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 party studio, and I was in the uh, and I went and I'm and I was up here in the you know I don't know what we call this thing up here, the, just the regular studio. I cannot believe you just labeled our bedroom as the after 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 party studio. <laughs> My God, how has this happened? Yes, yes, I was home, and due to the fact I made some very poor choices involving liquor i stayed in the after 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 party studio except for to go in the bathroom but we're not going to talk about that we are going to talk about the fact that i boosted 3333 to hear the calling by yes which is an album i bought for our anniversary for you yes and then weirdo boosted 333 sets saying shine down cut the cord that was a good one Uh, and i hit another 3333 wanting to hear cadillac three the south Yes, and you then you followed up with uh, Weird Al Yankovic. It's all about the Pentiums, baby. Because it is all about the Pentiums, then, baby. Yeah, then, you, then another 3333, because I just couldn't help it, had to 
get some Foster the People pumped up kicks up in the mix. And then you get Weirdo doing uh, with with coming in with uh, 30, uh, 333 saying, Chris Kalika is strange. There you go. And there I am again with another 3333 for some Goo Goo Dolls Iris. And then and then uh, Lovely, the band broken. You, you, you Another 3333 from you. And then we got Just one. couldn't help it. Had to do one more before we were done for the night. Dropped another 3333 all over the walls for some Todrick Hall haters. Yes, exactly. And that was that was our that was our uh, second to last song, the, the penultimate song, as I refer to it, uh, for the for the evening. And then uh, so yeah, that, that's it. Um, we didn't, uh, but you know, did you. Have... If you want to be a part of this, if you want to hear your name and the satoshis that you splashed all over the walls read out, well, like we said, make sure you got one of those podcast apps that lets you do it, and you can be part of this boostergram party. No, I won't say that I um, understand everything, but it was certainly uh, different and. Oh, uh, yes. Well, well worth a dollar. Yeah, well, you know, now, so now that we've explained ourselves, I think we can, uh, you can you can listen to Johnny Fever and know what to do next. So just sit right down, relax, open your ears real wide and say, give it to me straight, doctor. I can take it. But the only thing we're not going to take is this. We don't want your shit. Please, Please don't send us your shit. shit. That's right. Be respectful when you give us feedback. Tell us you love us. Tell us you hate us. Tell us to go fuck ourselves with a seven foot cock. Just don't be racially inappropriate. Don't be hateful. We we can take a good ribbon. We can take a good constructive criticism, but we're not going to take hate. We're, we're just not about it here. And the other thing, speaking of hate, that we do, we hate on the people that bring you this segment. Brought to you by Pfizer. Which, of course, is the health segment. You're going to love this one, y'all. Apparently, ultra-processed foods are scoring worse on food packaging labels. Americans will eat anything, 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 if you were selling sautéed raccoons' assholes on a stick. (laughs) Americans would buy them and eat them. Yes, Americans will eat anything, including these ultra-processed foods, which contain more calories, fat, saturated fat, sugar, and salt than minimally processed foods, but not all UPFs uh, or UF, U, UPFs. Yeah, the, uh, uh, so yes, are unhealthy according to the new research from U, from UCL University College. You're London. shitting me. I think that's what it means. All right, for the study published in the British Journal of Nutrition, scientists wanted to investigate whether food processing information could be a useful indicator of what is healthy to eat. Now. The research team compared data on the level of processing and commonly eaten foods to the advice found on food packaging labels. The first time such an assessment has actually been carried out. Uh, UPFs have been under investigation since the Scientific Advisory Committee on Nutrition. Uh, re- sounds That looks like scam to me for some reason in the, in the thing. Yeah, it's S-A-C-N, but if you look at it quick, I can see scam. Yes. Uh, so a report on processed foods and health was published in 2023. Now, after reviewing the available scientific evidence, um, the, uh, the the the, the the scam report, I'm going to call it that, uh, uh, concluded that increased consumption of processed foods, in particular U- UPFs, was associated with an increased risk of health issues such as obesity, chronic disease, and type 2 diabetes and depression. No shit, Sherlock. But the report also cautioned that further research was needed to establish the cause of these associations. Wank, 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 wank. Yes. So the degree of processing in foods is most often assessed during the Nova, you're using the Nova scale, which divides foods into four groups, unprocessed or minimally processed uh, uh, foods, uh, processed culinary ingredients, processed foods, and ultra processed foods. But processing information is not currently included in the front of a pack labeling system used in countries like the UK, which uses a traffic light system to show the level of energy energy 
fat, saturated fat, sugar, and salt contained in foods. Now, I, 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 there's a clip opportunity here I missed because I'm thinking that there's, there's something from Monty Python. I like traffic lights. I like traffic lights. But anyway, we need to talk behind the mic badly. <laughs> you need help. Yes, I do. Now, in this system, red means high, amber means medium and green means low. What the fuck? Yeah, exactly. Now, in this study, researchers at UCL looked at the data on, on what people are eating in the UK to to uh, uh, to assess uh, the, you know, this, to assess what they're eating. Let's see what. Um, Jesus Christ. Do I got to pick up the fucking ball? No, right? to, assess to assess how, how well, well the Nova scale aligns with the advice on the front of the package labeling. They found that the ultra processed foods had worse, unhealthier pack labeling scores with greater levels of energy, fat saturated fat, sugar, and salt than minimally processed foods. Now, processed foods one step below UPFs on the Nova scale also scored badly on the front of pack labeling, but they weren't as high in energy or as, sorry, they weren't as high in energy or sugar as the UPFs. My baloney has a first name. It's O S C A R. My baloney has a second name. It's M A Y E R. Now, the, the results also indicated that not all UPFs are unhealthy, according to package labeling. And I didn't, the article didn't really elaborate on this, though. For, although they, I, they say a, min, a meat-free mince product, and that's, that's a problem right there, fucking, you know, that, that, that doesn't have meat in it. Now, it might I, be I was green wondering for, if you were going to pick up on that. Yeah. Might be green for fat, saturated fat and sugar, and, am, and amber for salt, but it would also be considered ultra-processed if it had more than five ingredients, many of which are additives. Welcome to Carl's Jr., would you like to try our extra big ass taco now with more molecules? But I but I gotta stop this again. Stop this for a second. That the example that they use is a is a yeah meat free. You know, what is what is in that meat free mince product? Because I might have a I might have a question about whether that's healthier than a, than a, than one that's actually made with meat. You know. Well, we know that it's just a whole bunch of abject garbage because you have things like soy and starches and things in it, not to mention the all wonderful, and I mean that very sarcastically, yeah. sugar. Yes. Now, the lack of data on UPFs means that the jury is still out on whether processing is a useful indicator of a healthy diet. Though many UPFs are clearly unhealthy, technically staple foods such as sliced bread and vegan meat products are ultra processed. Yes, they are. They're shitty. They're, they're probably products you shouldn't eat anyway. Now, causative data linking UPFs to health issues is needed to confirm whether the negative associations discovered so far are due to the effect of the processing or other factors that might be the fucking food. This is such a crock of shit. A trial is currently underway at UCL to, to assess whether it is possible to eat healthily on a UPF-only diet compared to a minimally processed food diet and whether prov providing guidance on healthy eating can change what people choose to eat. Now, the results are expected in early 2025. However, I don't think I need to wait a fucking study to do that because, yeah, the, the food, the, yeah, the minimally processed, the better. The more closer to a single-ingredient food you can get, the better. If it's made from single-ingredient foods, then, you know, you're probably going to be all right. Yeah, I mean that's kind of how we look at it. Yeah. Well, um, all right. Meanwhile, we uh, we have a um, we have a, we have a story here about uh, you know exercise for treating depression. The reach, researchers identify activities that may be as effective as therapy. Yes, very much so. Now, I, now 
of course, something that I've been kind of thinking about lately is that the fact that one of the things that kind of got me through my uh, divorce was the fact that I was running, you know, umpteen miles a day. Um, and it, it and also it, did pretty good for your waistline, too. Hey, yeah, there you go. Now, so it's associated with improved mental health. And in a recent uh, recent uh, study, researchers have uh, identified certain forms of exercise that may be equally effective as therapy in treating depression. Now, certainly kept depression at bay for me. Uh, depression or major depressive disorder is a common health condition that causes a persistent feeling of sadness, so much so that it affects the way a, person, uh, way a person's daily activity, behavior, and the way that they think. Now, a combination of medications and psychotherapies recommended treatment for people with depression. Now, I understand everyone's shit's emotional right now. Now, in the latest study, researchers found that walking, jogging, yoga, tai chi, aerobic exercises, and strength training are the exercise forms that could be used in a potential treatment for depression. Now, exercise is effective treatment for depression with walking, you know, uh, and with, you know the walking, jog, walking, jogging, yoga, and strength training more effective than other exercises, particularly when intense. Now, yoga and strength training were well tolerated compared with other treatments. Yoga and strength training were well, yeah. You know, um, yeah, the exercise appeared equally effective for people with and without comorbidities and with different baseline levels of depression, the researchers wrote in the study published in the British Medical Journal. Now, the findings were made after evaluating data from more than 14,000 participants from 218 studies on exercise and depression. Now, researchers noted that the intensity of the activity was directly linked to the extent of improvement in depression symptoms. However, even low-intensity exercises such as walking or yoga also offered significant benefits. It's a step in the right direction after all. Now, we found activity, and so this is, this is a quote, we found activities such as walking, jogging, yoga, and strength training were extremely beneficial for treating depression. Strength training was found to be an especially effective exercise for younger women, whereas older men received the most benefit from yoga. What? Uh, yeah, that surprised me too when I read it. I'm like, old dudes doing yoga? Yeah. Well, okay. Yeah. Well, you know, and and so now we all now we also know we we know often people respond to medication and psychotherapy for depression, but many are resistant to treatment. Now we found exercise should be considered alongside traditional interventions as a core treatment for depression. Of course, anyone getting treatment for depression should talk to their doctor before changing what they are doing. But most people can start walking without many barriers. So that, um, that, that, Unless you have a physical limitation that literally stops you from doing so. There's no reason why you've got to check with your doctor before you start walking, unless it literally is an issue where you have a heart condition or something and have been told not to do so. But at the same point in time, I'm pretty sure that yeah. if you're not, if you're at least doing it, even if you're not getting your heart rate all out of whack, I think you're still going to be okay. All right. I have a, so I have a, I have a, I have a story from, uh, from Vinnie Tortorich here. We had, a, there was a guy in the, uh, a guy he's had on the podcast, a guy named Scott King, who, uh, who, um, I think he may have even had bariatric surgery at one point, but he was, he had gotten, uh, he'd gotten pretty high up there and he, um, and his, his heart rate, he had something with his heart too. And so he had, to, he had to walk at a slightly slower pace because he because he couldn't um, you know because he couldn't get his heart rate up too much. But you know that's the thing you've got we you know, we've all got these you know, not everybody but some people have uh, these uh, you know these these uh, wrist, wrist bitch on the wrist as we refer to them uh, that that actually will track your heart rate. That's actually something you can do so you know okay maybe I can't walk as fast because of this medical condition but I can still try to do something I and mean, something's better than nothing. And then, exactly. And he actually got to a point I think he's running marathons now. This guy. Wow. Yeah. This is, so, yeah, I've known a couple people in the Vinny group that have done like ult, you know, ultras, too. I mean, it's, a, you know, so that, that which is more than 26 mile and you know, 26.2 miles. And you're talking like 50 or 100 miles. And that's that's 
Yeah, that's crazy that's shit. That's right? insane. Yeah, so uh, it's amazing what you can do now. So, but re- researchers caution that the results of the study may be affected by a range of experimental biases, and since blinding for exercise interventions is harder than experiments involving drugs, it was challenging to aff- avoid expectancy f effects. However, researchers still recommend the inclusion of exercise as part of clinical practice guidelines for depression, particularly vigorous, intense exercise. Different types of exercise work in different ways. Some are social and get us outside, while others help us become more confident or get more space from our thoughts. No matter what, all exercise releases neurotransmitters that can change the way we're feeling. And if exercise was a pill, it'd be flying off the shelves, according to no tell. Yeah, and I agree with that, because if you think about how many times we we have been talking about Ozempic and all these horrible side effects, the fact that, you know, your your goody bits are getting charred and your gut is not processing the waste. I mean, these are all literally conditions that are life altering and possibly life ending. Yet people are still flocking to get these medications so that they don't have to, um, you know, put in the work to lose the weight. So, of course, if, you know, if exercise was a pill, yeah, it would be flying off the shelf. Why? Because it works. And speaking of exercise, if you want to build muscle, there are six foods that you should probably avoid. Brando's got what plants crave. It's got electrolytes. Yeah. Now, we're not far removed from the new year and the the health and fitness resolutions that often come with that. But uh, now you may be well into a new and improved uh, workout routine with a goal of muscle building in mind. And you may have even considered your diet by introducing foods that help promote muscle gain. But in this instance, a little muscular addition can require a certain amount of dietary subtraction. Now, in fact, health experts suggest avoiding the following six foods if you're trying to increase your muscle mass. Now, we'll start with that ever popular term processed meats, which, of course, you know, it seems like they're throwing all meats in with it when you read this. Now, for many, meat is one of the first and most abundant protein sources that comes to mind, but not all meats are created equally, according to this. Now, the American Cancer Society recommends limiting or not including red or processed or red meats to reduce cancer risk. And the dietary guidelines for Americans suggest limiting your daily saturated fat intake to less than 10% of daily calories per day. Now, instead... You're recommended to focus on lean protein options such as skinless poultry, low-fat dairy, and lean cuts of red meat. <coughs> Bullshit. Give me some fatty red eye, red, red eye, ribeye, <laughs> fatty, fatty, fatty red eye. Make it happen yes, okay. on the list. So okay. yeah, I agree with you. Thick, juicy, cooked to perfection. Slap it on my plate. Give me that steak. Yes. Uh, Meanwhile, we'll talk about trans fats. Now, they say if you're trying to build muscle, you should focus on meeting your daily calorie and protein goals. And you might go a couple hundred calories over your calorie goal to to make sure you've got uh, energy to build your muscles. Now, where that calorie surplus comes from is, of course, uh, what's important. Now, trans fatty acids or trans fats are the least healthy type of fat and are generally best enjoyed on a limited basis or avoided altogether. Now, while often high in calories, foods high in trans fats are more likely to cause health problems than help build muscle. Now, they're talking here are the uh, the, the foods that they talk about that are that you should be avoiding: uh, French fries, right? Fried chicken, beer battered fish, pastries, pies, and cakes, cupcakes, cookies, and muffins, frozen pizza, biscuits, and cinnamon rolls. Did now, you notice that each and every one of those things is either a carb or a starch? And yeah. moreover, 
Grains, grains, and seed oil. Because you know they're not frying those french fries in tallow. Yes. Instead, focus on adding healthy fats to your nutrition that come from things like nuts, nut butters, and avocados. This is a great way to reach a calorie surplus while adding nutrition as well. well I'm not sure that's the not sure I necessarily agree with that. Now, of course, they also talk about added sugars. More sugars! Okay. This this is all right. This this area is so empty. Calories often come from foods high in added sugar. This is a water is wet. Yeah. I'm just going to tell you in advance. Yeah, yeah. That experts and I'm using the term. Okay, what's an expert, honey? A person who says, "Hey, I'm an expert." Yeah, it's like Sir Bemrose, right? Um, now, ex although he is an expert in some things, I think. But anyway. Expert troll. He's, he's that for sure. Experts say there are three important functions of carbs related to muscle gain. Now, they say, they, they say that carbohydrates are the, main, are the main energy source that helps support quality workouts. Now, they're also, um, they're also assist in protein sparing so that we use carbohydrates for fuel rather than protein in our muscles. Now, carbohydrates stimulate the release of insulin. Which is what you know the, the, the hormone that helps shuttle nutrients into muscle cells, ultimately maximizing the an anabolic response. Uh, now that means it's a good idea to avoid things like candy, donuts, sugary snacks, and sodas. Now instead, replace them with well, I guess even more shit. Right? We talk about this. They, they got grains and fresh or frozen fruits, starchy and non-starchy vegetables, beans and legumes. What is this shit? Yes. So, yeah. Okay. So, you know, I, I'm, I'm sorry. Let, let quickly, let's double click on that list. Grains. No. Fresh or frozen fruit. Nature's candy. Sugar. Starchy vegetables. Now, I'm not shitting on the non-starchy because some of those can be decent. Cabbage, broccoli, cauliflower, beans and legumes. Eh. In a very small moderation, maybe they're a great protein source, but they're also super carby. Just, just saying, not shitting on them, but just putting a little, maybe a little asterisk, like moderation. Yes. Now, alcohol, which you became very familiar with last night. Let's not I even don't talk. Don't fucking talk about it. Yeah. I do not want to talk about it. All I'm saying. Yes, I. You know you fucked up. Yeah. Yeah, and, well, and the, I did. Yeah, well, the body, if you use alcohol as a toxin, which is uh, you know, which explains some of the behavior you <laughs> Which is why time. the personal protein spill occurred <laughs> right during the shower. Yes. Now, this can negatively impact the, impact the body's efficiency in metabolizing and utilizing nutrients such as carbohydrates and protein to support muscle repair and growth. Now, alcohol can detrimentally affect energy levels and increase the chances of dehydration. Fatigue can negatively impact workout output, and dehydration negatively impacts muscular power and performance. Yeah, I, I can speak to the whole dehydration thing i'm i'm not even having coffee i had one cup of coffee and grabbed a bottle of water on my way up to do the show like nope i'm not taking any chances my body is like a raisin right now and not in a good way yeah so now that we did now they mentioned sauces condiments and, 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 and dressings and this is this is my comment here the fucking article blames the sugars and they're not wrong but they're also not blaming something that the msm doesn't even acknowledge much less do anything much less much less uh, blame and that would be seed oils you know the reason that they don't blame the seed oils look who pays the fucking advertisements look who the advertisements are for yeah they're not going to talk bad about seed oils because they're in fucking everything and that's the reason why we say when the question is why usually the answer the occam's razor answer follow the money that's right now they also mentioned low quality supplements on here and if you're eating high quality food do you even need supplements i mean you shouldn't yes yeah, yes uh, my high quality supplement is eggs <laughs> 
It's a beef. Yeah, that too. All right. Now, meanwhile, um, 80% talk about something else you shouldn't eat here. 80% of Americans test positive for chemical found in Cheerios and Quaker Oats that may cause infertility and delayed puberty. This boy is losing his pull. Why did he lose his pull so soon? He didn't fuel up with a good breakfast. Cheerio! Okay, I have to mention that. I, okay, so when we were pulling clips for this, I, I was actually, um, I, I had because I knew the story involved Cheerios, and I'm like, okay, I remember this fucking co- the set of commercials that they that they did when I was a kid, and it was this. They were these were like stick figure uh, drawings of you know animations of, of things, which and I think they were they might have been popular back in the late '70s and early '80s. I, I, I seem to recall some some things being with that, but it's, but yes, Chris, we also thought about losing your pull. Um, you know, there's a masturbation joke in there somewhere. There's definitely a masturbation joke in there. Yes. Uh, you know, it, it was worth it. That's, yeah. that's why we pulled that particular commercial because there were several commercials of the like kind and we thought that one was the most on brand for our, uh, it's obscene. That's the point. Now, four out of five Americans are being exposed to a little known chemical found in popular oat based foods, including Cheerios and Quaker oats that is linked to reduce fertility art altered fetal growth and delayed puberty. And that we're not even, we're not even just talking about the product itself, which is, you know, the, you know, which, made you know, oat. if you've listened to the show for any amount of time, we've talked about cornflakes and their invention and the reason that they were invented. Yes. So now the, now the environmental working group published a study in the journal of exposure um, and uh, science and environmental epidemiology, epidemiology. There we go. I was for whatever reason, I was stumbling over that word, even though I know how to say it Uh, on Thursday that found a staggering 80% of Americans tested positive for a harmful additive called chlormaquat. What? You're shitting me. Now, this highly toxic agricultural chemical is federally allowed to be used on oats and other grains imported into the U.S., according to the EWG. Now, when applied to oat and grain crops, chlormaquat alters a plant's growth, preventing it from bending over and thus making it easier to harvest per the EWG. Now, does anyone not see the fucking irony here? Now, something that was invented to curb people's carnal desires, including masturbating, has a chemical in it that gives wheat a stiffy. I'll cradle the balls, stroke the shaft, work the pipe, swallow the gravy. Get it over here, buddy. Let's do this. Yes. Another particularly concerning data point. After testing for the presence of chlormaquat in urine collected from 96 people between 2017 and 2023, the EWG's tests found higher levels and more frequent detections of chlormaquat than in the 2023 samples, which suggests consumer exposure to chlormaquat could be on the rise. Now, for reference, chlormaquat was detected in 69% of the of, uh, the, of study participants in 2017. 69, dude! Yeah, the number edged higher to 74% between 2018 and 20. 2022 and spiked to 90% in 2023. Holy shit. Since chlormaquat typically leaves the body within 24 hours, such a high concentration of positive tests indicates that Americans are regularly being exposed to the chemical, according to the EWG's report early, uh, earlier reported on by the Daily Mail. Now, although research about Chlormaquat is ongoing. The EWG raised, uh, noted that the studies have shown its potential effects on animals, which raises questions about whether it could also harm humans. 
Probably. Uh, now, in animal studies, Clermaquat has damaged reproductive systems and disrupted fetal growth in animals, changing development of the head and bones of altering key me- and altering key metabolism, met- met- metabolic, metabolic processes. There we go. I'm trying to say the words. Now, the EWG also tested 20 more oat-based foods for Clermaquat, plus seven orga- organic, 13 non-organic, and nine wheat-based products. So the EWG said, although it didn't specify which brands of foods it had tested. Now, detectable levels of the chemical in question were found on 92% of non-organic oat-based foods, while only two samples of wheat-based foods, both of them bread, had low levels of Clermaquat. Just a little slice of America. Now, only one of the seven organic samples had low levels of Cormaquat. Now, the act, the activist group said it would continue studdling, studdling, studdling. That's what you're doing today. You're studdling. I'm studdling, yes. Uh, Studying Cormaquat and its harmful effects and called for answers from the federal government, including whether the Food and Drug Administration should mandate that foods be tested for Cormaquat. You got some splanning to do. However, the EWG noted that the U.S. Environmental Protection Agency under President Biden's administration proposed allowing the first ever use of Clormaquat on barley, oat, uh, triplicate and wheat grown in the U.S. Now, the EWG declared that it opposes the dangerous April 23 decision. which is which came in response to a request by Clormaquat manufacturer uh, Timinco. Now they're they're clearly trying to kill us, and you know always just follow the money, I guess. And you know, for anybody out there who may be concussed currently and thinking about voting for that dusty bag of shit, right there, it proves to you that they don't give a figgity fuck, and they are trying to kill us, like Phone Boy said. So if you want an administration, not to be political, but if you want an administration that's truly actively trying to fucking kill you, then please cast your vote for that bag of shit. Otherwise, Trump train 2024. Now it's time for uh, putting some penises in assholes. The key to life is a penis in your asshole. You know, thanks to a quick thinking flight attendant and some great passengers, Six flamingo eggs aboard a flight were saved. What is the airspeed velocity of an unladen swallow? What do you mean? An African or European swallow? Well, it wasn't either. In this case, it was flamingos. So an Alaska Airlines flight attendant, Amber May, has had some unusual requests in her 10 years of flying. But being asked to help save some flamingo eggs, that just about topped them. A passenger rang the call button and asked if I would help keep some eggs warm, May said, in a release from the company. Surely you can't be serious. I am serious. And don't call me Shirley. The passenger, as it turned out, was a senior zookeeper from Woodland Park Zoo in Seattle. She was transporting six precious flamingo eggs in an incubator, which she received from the Atlanta Zoo. Woodland Park's stand on flamingos... I'm sorry... Woodland Park's stand of flamingos. I didn't know that a group of flamingos was called a stand today. I learned. So they're all past their breeding age. So they couldn't set their own birds up to breed and had to rely on some younger ones elsewhere. But the incubator stopped working several hours until touchdown during the flight. Responding to the plea for help, May promptly filled rubber gloves with warm water, which the zookeeper used as a makeshift nest to keep the eggs warm. And while she continued to supply water-filled gloves as needed throughout the entire flight, when the water became tepid, 
There was also extra insulation for the eggs provided by other passengers seated nearby who gave up their coats and scarves. So awesome. So the flamingo eggs would not have survived in a non-functional portable incubator for five hours, according to Joanna Kloss, a Woodland Park Zoo's animal care manager. We're so grateful for the creative thinking that led to the safe transport of our precious eggs. Oh, stewardess, I speak jive. Then months later, I'm sorry, uh, May received a call from the zoo with the invitation to name one of the flamingos. The delighted stewardess chose Sunny, which was the name of her granddaughter who was newly born. Now, May and her granddaughter Sunny were invited to come visit the animals and baby Sunny got to meet her namesake up close. Having baby Sunny meet Flamingo Sunny was just wonderful, Amber said. I'm excited to see them both grow up. I was honored and so happy that the chicks had hatched all six of them. So that's a really great story. I'm so happy. Yeah. Now, meanwhile, this is, this is uh, you know, after the Mojave fires, uh, camels help restore the iconic uh, Joshua trees to, uh, uh, to uh, a, a cherished uh, California desert. Fire, 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 fire. Yeah, well, so the Mojave National Preserve is having its iconic Joshua trees restored thanks to a crack team of a dozen volunteers, three beasts and six humps. Following wildfires in 2020 and 2023, the National Park Service undertook a massive project to breed Joshua trees in nurseries and pack them into the high desert country. And a team of volunteers are using camels to do it. Smoking! So camels, two hups, not to be confused with uh, uh, dromedaries, which have one hup, would would have been present on the North American continent during the last ice age thanks to the Bering Land Bridge. So their presence isn't a total disturbance. And indeed, the volunteers working with the camels on behalf of the National Park Service argue they cause less disturbance than mules or horses. Now, speaking of the ice age, the Mojave Desert's Joshua Tree forests are the most expansive in the country, but they were only able to number in the millions because of the giant ground sloth, reports LAist. Now, these few huge furry mammals led or fed on the Joshua trees and would have been like double-decker buses for their seeds, carting them around to all corners of the desert. Since their extinction, the plant has had to rely on wind and rodents, which with decidedly less success. Now, the germination rate is now extremely low, so the NPS knew the only way to ensure that the Joshua tree forest remained as robust as possible was to start a reforestation program for them. Setting up a nursery in the Mojave Wilderness area right on top of the burnt scar from the fires in 2020. Now, being that the Mojave is a national wilderness, there are no roads, no tracks, and no ice vehicles are permitted inside. So volunteers with the NPS were reduced to hiking hours to, to the SEMA Dome reforestation site with a few seedlings, the cages to protect them, and water to nourish their growth before having to walk back to the nursery. Now, Nansa Fit, a, a longtime volunteer at the Mojave National Preserve, realized she had the perfect solution to the arduous task and called up her friend Jennifer Lagasker. Now, the pro- the job was to pack them and have them carry these things into wherever the park service had us go. Uh, Lagusers told LAS. Now, when the when the Nance or when Nance told me about this, I thought, well, what a better way to advocate for the camel than to show the world, hey, they can pack. They really like it, and honestly, they need that kind of a job. Now, camels are desert specialists, obviously, but their advantages go beyond helping them survive. Their wide and soft feet allow them to pass across a desert wilderness and without disturbing the sandy t- soil and vegetation. And, and since 2021, the Lagasser and her three camels, Herbie, Sully, and Chico, have been doing most of the restoration work at SEMA Dome, a remote access scorched by a remote area scorched by the wildfires. But after a second round of fires in 2023, the SEMA Dome project was considered finished. 
After 3,500 seedlings were successfully planted, carried into the remote desert on Herbie, Sully, and Chico. And this year, the caravan is off to another area where the reforestation work on the Joshua trees will carry on for a long while, which is which is great. I like I like I like seeing uh, getting you know getting the trees back out there. It's important. It really is. It is. Now, what's also important is the fact that uh, it is it is now time for uh, the cavalcade of stupidity, and thankfully uh, the, the the rev um, had had uh, kind of planned ahead. I think, or well, we actually I think what happened is we 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 didn't, we, we didn't do shows, and so we actually have a couple of sitting here, which is a good thing. So we're gonna we're gonna take this one from Rev. Hey ho, pedalheads, and welcome to Sir Reverend Cybertrucker's Cavalcade of Stupidity. When people say the word hacker, they're not usually thinking about techno or hip hop. Bryce Case Jr., otherwise known as Whitey Cracker, is an American rapper from La Mirada, California. His stage name derives from having formerly been a black hat hacker. And I'm pretty sure that most people here have heard of Dead Mouse. Teaming up in 2023, the two of them have managed to come up with a song that is a mix of nerdy braggadocio and Euro trash hypno music. Well, no, I thought this was one we hadn't played yet, Ref. But if you posted a new one, then you, did you really post a new one? Because I'm not seeing it. Oh, here we I go. I don't know. He oh, said that he did. Okay. So actually, we're going to do that again. So, all right. Thank God for editing. Yes, exactly. Well, we're not going to edit it out. What the f- of course, we never edit. Yeah, we, we, we don't. We rarely. We edit. lean in. We lean in. Okay. So we're going to do this again. This is a, this is a new one. Yes. Hey ho, pedalheads, and welcome to Sir Reverend Cybertrucker's Cavalcade of Stupidity! Now, I've heard a lot of people say that heavy metal cannot be cute, but the Japanese band Baby Metal kind of blew that out of the water. And I'm pretty sure a lot of you already know that I am a cat person. But how do you reconcile all three things? Well, Anthony Vincent of 10 Second Songs has figured out a way. Capitalizing on the nauseating cuteness of his own cat and his musical talents, he managed to come up with this song. From the YouTube channel 10 Second Songs, this is Cute Aggression. This is Cute Aggression! I just wanna squeeze you! Cute Aggression! I just wanna bite you! Cute Aggression! I don't wanna cause any harm! It's just these positive feelings are too intense! I love my cat, I love to squish her face I love to pull her ears back and look at her face She's so cute. cute Does she know that she's a cat? I tell her every day that she is This is cute aggression I just wanna squeeze you Cute aggression I just wanna eat you for lunch cute aggression I don't wanna cause any harm It's just as more than a feeling so too intense I kiss my furry little baby 500 times a day I even take a little part, put it on my face I hug her, I squeeze her, I poop a little nose I tell her that I love her, I wonder if she knows This is you, aggression, I just wanna squeeze you You, aggression, I wanna eat your little toes one by one aggression, I don't wanna cause any harm It's just these positive feelings are too intense Yes, so So, so, 
Oh yeah, I, I can't. I can't wait to play that in, in Studio Thirty Three. Oh my god, that is so fantastic! I love. That. Yes, and it would be a metal moment too. I think. Uh, if you're yeah, do. you know that actually would qualify really well for a metal moment. It actually reminds me a little of the intro, the original intro. I don't know if he still has the same one for metal moment. Yeah. Well, exactly. Anyway, uh, so uh, we will, as we do, we'll play the full full version in Studio Thirty Three. Now, meanwhile, we are at the Chel- Tales from Rideshare segment. Yes, we are. Yeah, on the ride, ride, ride this week, Phoenix came across this really cool thing, and I can't make this up because truth is stranger than fiction. We have a place in Nashville called the canna bus that's right an old school bus has been converted into a cannabis shop now of course it's not legal here so we have that pussy ass delta eight and all of that stupid oh god it just makes me rage that the fucking the people in this state that make the laws and decisions really need to stop being so damned antiquated and come into our century where this is something that could definitely help. And we actually have a story um, a little bit later in our show here about how marijuana can truly help with getting people off things like fentanyl, cocaine, methamphetamine, etc. So I'm just saying like we, we 96% of Nashvilleians are in favor of legalization. That's your, that's your, what do you call it? Like that, that, that's your fucking, your capital city folks. You're not, and it's an election year. Like, listen to the people for a change, you fucking antiquated old white bastards. But anyway, I'm not going to go on a rant. I promise. I will not go on a rant. But I will tell you about this ride that I had where I was talking to a woman and we were talking about healthy relationships. And she made a statement that if you can't talk to your partner, Maybe you shouldn't be in that relationship. And that really struck a chord with me, considering that I know Phone Boy has told me behind the mic and I've shared with him the fact that I couldn't talk to my ex. There was no talking to this person because it was always my fault. It was always negative and just tearing me down. And I mean, I can sit here and say, oh, I wish, I wish, I wish. But, you know, wish in one hand and shit in the other gets which gets filled First, the bottom line is I'm not there anymore, but I really do think it's a very strong message that if you cannot talk to your partner, whether it's honey, what do you want for dinner or babe, we're $400 short for the rent this month. You need to be able to have that conversation with your partner and not be afraid that your partner is going to attack you personally. And I don't mean physically, but I mean shouting at you, calling you any kind of name or even for that matter, like I can I can share a, a personal experience that when I would tell my ex that we needed to talk, the reaction I would always get, and it didn't matter what I was going to say we needed to talk about, the reaction was always the same, which was negative and made it to where I no longer wanted to talk to my partner because I didn't want to put myself in a position to be, you know, emotionally wounded more than I was already doing. So if you can't talk to your partner about something as simple as what you want to have for dinner or something as big as, you know, we're having a baby, I I don't know, just get out. Find someone that you can talk to. Find someone who is healthy for you to be with. It is essential. 
Yeah. Well, not only yeah, and you know, yeah. I mean, I the, I've had certain conversations with uh, with uh, certain people that they were answer when try to have conversations about things. They 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 say, well, I'm fine with the way things are. Well, you know, <laughs> yeah. Well, we'll get into that in a second here. Um, now here's. Um, now, here's the thing. Um, you know, you've got, uh, yeah, you also had the, you, you. I had an amazing ride yeah. yesterday, and it was it was a series of very fortunate events, if I'm honest, because I had gotten up early and intended to work a very long day because, of course, last night was Friday, being Rideshare Radio night. The whole point of Rideshare Radio is while I'm doing Rideshare for requests to come in from my riders and so on and so forth. Well, it just happened that the universe had different plans for me. Because I was in Nashville and a ride that went to Cookville, which is arguably at least an hour away from Nashville, came in and it was paying the amount of money that I found suitable. And it also, there was a, this was a Lyft ride. I had an Uber reservation that I had accepted and I'm waiting at the airport because it says to wait in the wait lot until the, the person is ready. And they've got 45 minutes. You got to love this, y'all. They have 45 minutes if you accept this reservation to be ready. So for 45 minutes, you're making absolutely nothing because they claim, oh, it's built into the price. Okay. That doesn't make a lot of sense because if that's the case, you've already quoted how much price I'm getting paid for this. You're not going to tell me the company's not going to take as much if I've got to wait five minutes as opposed to if I have to wait 40 minutes. I, I don't buy the shit of it's built into the price. But having said that, the timer was really getting, I mean, I had at least been sitting for 30 minutes waiting for notification that this passenger, who it did tell me was on the ground, um, as far as landed, I was looking, I had my Lyft app open and I'm like, you know what, if a ride happens to come in that pays as much or more than this Uber ride, I'm dumping this Uber ride, like screw it. I'm not sitting here waiting with something I had never dealt with before. I had never had a reservation like that. So when this ride came in and it was paying literally less than a dollar more, but it was still paying more, I was like jumping on that. And the fact it was going to Cookville was like, oh, hell yeah. You know, I got some stuff I can do in Cookville. I can take maybe, you know, 10, 20, 30 minutes and do a little something because I was working a long day. Well, in the midst of bringing this customer who, by the way, was from Oregon and we had a great conversation about the whole everything's legal in Oregon situation. It was it was quite entertaining. And he looked like an old supervisor that I had, which I actually was fond of. So nonetheless, it, it was a really great ride. And as I'm finishing up the ride with this customer, I get a ride request that comes in that's paying a good amount of money. And when I looked at it quickly... I thought it said it was going from Cookville to Cookville. So I was like, all right. I didn't think Cookville was that large to warrant that many miles, but sure, whatever. Well, when the ride came through, I realized it was not Cookville that that ride was going to, but Crossville, which meant I just got paid to come home. And speaking with phone boy saying, hey, it's only like four o'clock in the afternoon. I can still get out to Nashville by dinner time and continue my night. And he's like, but you're here. You're already home. I was literally maybe less than 10 minutes from my front door where this ride dropped. And I was like, yeah, you know, he's really kind of got a point. I'm, I'm already here. Might as well take advantage of it. So I took the rest of the night off and he did ride share radio, which we started a little late for the pedal heads who were listening because I kidnapped phone boy to have dinner 
And we had a really enjoyable time. We we don't often go out to eat because, you know, hot, fresh garbage, and we really don't like anywhere, except for this one Mexican restaurant in our town that we really enjoy the food, and we've come to peace with the fact that we eat the least hot, fresh garbage on the menu item, but we do put a little hot, fresh garbage in so much as the queso fundido and the cheese dip are definitely not NS&G and probably have seed oil in the meat concoction, but nonetheless, it tastes good, and we forgive ourselves for putting that little bit of life into living Yes, when our body reminds us that this is why we don't eat things that have seed oils, and this is why we probably shouldn't eat the hot, fresh garbage uh, cheese and queso fundido. Yeah, exactly. You, you've got a uh, yeah. So I'm, I'm reading ahead in the script. It looks like you you had some type. You, you typed in the wrong window there. Um, I did what? You, you'll you'll see when you get down when you so because we're, we're, okay. we're now into the toast and jam segment. So oh, got it. Yeah. So, <laughs> yes. So uh, whoops. Yeah. So next. Well, I'm above in the sun and I'm having fun and I know you know I got no special plans. So, um, so here's the thing. Here's so, um, yeah. So right before the show, you were, I, I like tomato nope face. I think I'm going to have to write that down as potential <laughs> show title. Potato nope face. I, I said tomato it. nope face. That's what I'm saying. Tomato nope face. You said potato. I don't know. Potato, uh, potato, tomato, tomato. Let's call, let's the, call whole, the whole, whole thing, thing off. off. That's right. So what, so what the hell are you cooking anyway, honey? Oh, you know. Phoenix is officially fucking broken. <laughs> okay. I hit the wrong Hit thing. the right fucking clip now. God damn it. What to by Carl's Jr. Fuck you. I'm eating. <laughs> Fuck you. <laughs> Fuck you too. I'm cooking. <laughs> yeah, so what are you cooking? What I'm cooking is homemade tomato soup with tuna fish sandwiches and i made that bread like i made for the um roast beef sandwiches oh so okay. i'm hoping that it came out well because yeah. yeah there was a little bit of um not working out so well right before the show i was truly rushing to get up to the studio so that we could start on time and i left mom in charge of the bread so i'm hoping that and and not by any you know, fault of hers, because of what I was having a problem with when I got ready to come up, it's like, okay, this probably, if it doesn't work out, I'm going to have to drop back and punt. It's going to suck, but I can handle it. But I'm really hoping that it came out good and I can just cut it the way I need to cut it and we can have the Sammies and, you know, tomato soup and, and tuna sandwiches. For yes. Them. All right. Well, now, uh, now we get to get into the uh, uh, today's uh, or this this week's uh, what the fuck. Uh, oh, but this is a real what the fuck. Brother, life's a bitch. She's back in heat. Now, on the on the show, other than making uh, other than just making uh, the occasional jokes about my ex, I haven't really talked much about the the, the ongoing saga of my divorce. Which, uh, yeah, I got a uh, I, so I had so there's an email address that I that uh, they know and that's that's how they're supposed to communicate with me uh, theoretically. Yeah, I haven't checked it in a few months. Um, well, the, a, a lawyer letter showed up at my door yesterday, or not or like Thursday, I believe. Um, yeah, it's a, it's a it's a it's a it's a late Valentine's Day present. How about that? Um, so I had a few things that, um, Oh, what a switch. 
this person hasn't given you a good fucking Valentine's present in all the time that you've been together. Why would I be surprised that this one would be any different? Yeah. So there was, so I won't get into the specifics of it, but there's a few items I needed. There's a couple items I needed to address in terms of, uh, in terms of legal paperwork, which I addressed there. There was a, uh, there was an allegation that I didn't provide proof when in fact I, of, of something, when in fact I did. And yeah, there's a, there is a potential conflict in terms of, you know, healthcare insurance for children and that kind of thing. So, um, so anyway, it, it was, but it was a nice little, I mean, I kind of knew it was coming because I, because they, anyway, because, and I, and at the moment and we, so I kind of looked at the situation and went, well, this is, this is the best I can do right now in this. So I'm not happy that I had to deal to, had to deal with it. But at the same time, you know, what, what's kind of interesting about it is that I, I kind of come to peace with what I needed to do. Um, you know, it just, it just means I got to spend more money. Um, you know, I'm not going to, uh, um, you know, I, I think I, I kind of looked at, uh, looked at the court situation and went, I'm probably going to lose this. And, and, and I've been told by, uh, my, my part, my prior attorney that that was probably going to happen when I actually looked at the health plans, uh, went, yeah, okay. I need to, I need to make a change. I need to do some stuff here. So do something. I need to address this issue, I guess. Uh, otherwise, uh, yeah, the, uh, it's, it's a, basically, it's a matter of, I'm going to spend, you know, X amount of dollars or X plus, you know, X times three basically. And I'm like, well, yeah, all right. I guess I'll, I'd rather, I don't, I don't need that stress in my life. So, um, and I, and yeah, I don't need And to- if anyone out there wants to be hired as a hitman, hit me up. Yeah. So needless to say, um, yeah, the, the, the Phoenix rants behind the mic were pretty epic um oh they were they were more than epic they were fucking loud and contained in my car and there was throwing of things that occurred because we are 1000 percent not in the mood for this fucking getting more than half your fucking paycheck every goddamn month bitch who got the fucking million three house who got more than enough fucking money to buy another fucking house, a car, and stock that motherfucker with furniture and food that she has fucking access to the money of that wants to fucking sit there. Ooh, we have a deductible. Ooh, wah, wah. Die, bitch, die. Okay, Phoenix rant over. Okay, now, meanwhile, I've got, I've got something, I've got something much happier, which is, uh, which is a piece of vinyl that you acquired for me that, uh, that I'm, I'm going to post it, uh, that I'm going to post a picture of it in the show notes here because, of course, it will, or, and it will also be in the chat, so give me a second here. But it is uh, Bob and Doug McKay. Kenzie's the Great White North. Um, so, uh, and I real, and it's funny. I pl- we were playing it just before the show, um, and I realized that, oh my God, I haven't heard the Beer Hunter since like Doctor Demento days, and I didn't even I'd forgotten that it was a uh, forgot it was a track. So uh, anyway, that was a uh, that was a, that was a, a an excellent purchase, my love. Um, it is. Uh, you know, please. Uh, that is, it is a, it is a thing here uh, with it. Yeah. So, uh, well, I'm sure we'll listen to the other half of it later. But uh, yeah, I, I'm really uh, entertained by those two. Quite honestly, yeah. how's it going, eh? <laughs> yeah. Every time you make the reference, it makes me giggle. Yeah, that's right. Uh, meanwhile, um, I think we're now time to the Duncan Hines segment. I think you're right. The world needs a wake up call. We're gonna phone it in. Yeah. That's right, and we're hoping y'all are going to phone in to 253-237-3321. Tell us about that family member that you just can't stand, that one that just, every time you see him, gets up under your skin, puts that burr, un- burr under your saddle. 253-237-3321, call us, tell us. Yeah, there you go. So I have opened up the phone, so if you call in now, you're going to get on, you're, you'll be uh, live on the air. Meanwhile, we do have a, uh, we do have a voicemail here from, uh, from one of our regulars. Howdy, howdy, ho, Phoenix and Phone Boy. 
How about though? Most excellent. Uh, I don't really want to vent about family or anything. Just not my thing. Um, not like judgment on that, but yeah. Um, one of those like I like to. Unless you like, unless it's like a one-on-one conversation with somebody, like you know that you're just trying to like work something out with, like say a particular family member or something like that, or a friend, you know, and you're trying to, hey, what you know, kind of deal. Like, just ends up being kind of gossipy. And, like, we all got our things. I don't know. Like, we, we've all got our – because I thought about this for a little bit after I saw the question. And I did, had, to, had to look up what that that word meant. <laughs> but uh, I was like, we, we've all got our things. And if we think we don't have our things or, you know, if, like, there's no problems, you know, it's one of those things. We're probably the problem. Um, like, heck, even with all the no-agenda social stuff, like, got the point where, like, I just scroll. There's a few people that, like, I don't. I purposely just don't look at their posts anymore just because it's like everything's just like blah, 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 you know, like move on.org kind of thing. But like, yeah, anyway. But, uh, you know, we've all got our quirks and like even just at, I got a call, hey, so-and-so's something, something, don't want to get into it, but like, it's like annoying, but like I'm thinking like, uh, you know, but I'm like, okay, deal with it. Still other person. Like, whatever circumstances, that's what the thing is at and whatnot. And, you know, keep on rolling. Like, well, we're going to have to stop. We're going to have to stop that voicemail and we're going to have to answer the phone. Hello, caller. You're on the air with uh, Phoenix and Phone Boy. Hi. In answer to the question about the relatives that you just can't stand. I am relieved to say that all the ones that I just can't stand are now taking a dirt nap. Taking a dirt nap. I don't think I've actually no end, and I celebrate it every fucking day. The rest of the ones who are left, I get along with pretty well. Well, so that's it. That, that that's all you that's all you got to say, Mama. Yeah, so, yeah, know. pretty much on this topic, I think. Yeah, well, that's okay. We'll leave it at that. Yeah, that's probably yeah. There, there there's only there's only so much dirty laundry you can you're willing people are willing to air publicly. I don't get yeah, and and honestly, like we weren't trying to you know get any kerfuffles happening with like calling certain family members out or whatever because it's highly doubtful that anybody's family members unless you're like weirdo's family because he subjects them to our show poor people <laughs> you know yeah, I, I don't just think like any we subject our neighbors to, to our show yeah that's true that's very true yeah so well okay um so well uh, thanks for calling in mama was, uh, appreciate it we appreciate it i'm just glad i was got back in time to participate me too. Yes, exactly. Hopefully it was uh, an enjoyable event. Uh, it was okay. The food was good, I'll say that. Yeah, that's well. And yeah, the food Damon, was good. Damon, you be careful over in Vienna. Don't eat too many sauces. Um, yeah. <laughs> I just had to say it. <laughs> yes, exactly. Yes, it's true. I love y'all. I, I'll love see you, you in a minute online. We love you too. Bye. Bye. Mm. Yeah, uh, thank you, thank you, Mama. I guess I'll continue the voicemail here that we we, we interrupt. Yes. Yeah. So we we do this. 
think like, heck, you guys like where you guys are showing that episode of like stuff that happened like in your childhood and whatnot and like just how that still like has shaped and impacted the current you. And like we all have those things and you know, family member has a cork so they make too much noise or whatever the thing is. And like yeah, it's annoying and whatnot, but like we don't necessarily want to share it with others. Like I've been bad. Dang it, I'm going to go over time. But like, I don't always get off. I don't always like get annoyed by my my family's stuff. But then like I'll get frustrated with stuff with my my wife's family, and like she'll point that out to me, and I'm like, how this like double standard of stuff and and whatnot. Like I can forgive this, or I'm used to this because I grew up with this, but not with this, and yada yada yada. So anyway, that's worth that. Love you guys. Stay dangerous. And whether or not you're venting, or you're just watching the venting go, go ahead and give a hotty hotty. Thank you so much, Mr. Christopher Battles. Yeah. So, all right. Yes. This. Well. Yeah. I don't. I don't think Christopher Battles has a hating bone in his body. If I'm. I don't either. He's one of the sweetest people that I've ever. I don't want to say no because I don't really know him. I mean, he's a pedal head. I know of him. Yeah. <laughs> We've conversed on the dong. But, yeah. I mean, yes, he definitely gives the impression of being an extremely sweet person who wouldn't say shit if he had a mouthful and yeah. not a hateful bone in his body. He's, yeah. he's a great example of the way to be in the world. Yeah. So, um, yeah. So, anyway, that, I think that that was the only voicemail we've gotten. And we got we got Mama call in on the Well, top. you know, it, we have the phone lines open, so feel free to call 25. 3237 and weigh in on that family member. Yeah, well, I think I think you know who our uh, family member, at least for me, I think you know what family members I'm. You know. I certainly most definitely do, and I can honestly tell you that if I were to sit here and list that family member, it would probably be that whole damn family. Like, I don't, there's a reason I don't associate with either side of my family, mothers or fathers. Um, it's not necessarily that I have a like hatred for anyone on my mom's side. I don't give a shit about the ones on my father's side, except for his oldest sister. She's a decent human being, but all the rest of them. Yeah. I wouldn't piss on them to put them out. And as far as my mother's side goes, I associate on a very limited basis just because I'm sure that they probably are not overly impressed with certain choices that I've made in my life. And I honestly am just kind of the, again, I live a thousand miles away from pretty much all of that side of the family. So the contact is only if initiated by myself, because I don't think even once they have phoned me for any reason, which is totally fine. Yeah, exactly. Now, uh, meanwhile, I think we, um, so yeah, so yeah, the only, you know, at this point, you know, what's left of my family that I said, I I never really associated with much of my family to begin with. And the ones I associate with, I'm I'm happy to do. So um, I don't, I don't have that, you know, the the only person I quote unquote hate is, 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 um, you know, is, 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 uh, yeah, is somebody that, yeah, that, that I still have a legal, uh, obligation to, and that's, that's about as much. And, and, but I, but even that, I don't, um, you know, I've, I've stopped taking it personally, the, the, the bullshit that, that is being done there. And, and I've also, unfortunately, you know, my kids are caught up in that, you know, and, and, and I can't, yeah, sadly they are, um, yeah. they're captured assets. Yeah. So yeah, and I think uh, yeah. So yeah, there's definitely that. But uh, all right, I think it's time to move on to our higher consciousness segment. If you don't, I mind. think it just might be. 
I'll take a drink, and I might even smoke a little reef. You know, I I like to smoke reefer. You know, it relaxes me and everything. A couple of doobies, you know, just to get you through the day and everything. But I do not freebase cocaine. That's right. We don't freebase cocaine. And we actually covered the beginnings of this next story. This is kind of the follow on it, where a mother sues Tennessee agencies for using the cannabis arrest to separate the family. I wasn't going to run from the cops, but I was high. On February 17, 2023, a Georgia-based colored family of seven, two parents, Deontay Williams and Bianca Claymore, and five children, one of which was an infant at the time, were driving to a funeral and traveling through the great state of Tennessee to Chicago, Illinois, when they were detained at a traffic stop. Law enforcement initially pulled them over for dark-tinted windows and traveling in the left lane while not passing. I find that fucked up considering I live in this state and I don't know how many times I've watched assholes speeding and in the left fucking lane. Don't ever fucking see them getting pulled over no matter if they're dark tinted windows or not. This this was totally racial, but I'll continue. So after finding five grams of cannabis in the pocket of Mr. Williams, he was arrested and his girlfriend Claiborne was cited and they spent four hours at the Coffee County Justice Center. I'm brand new to coffee. The children were terrified and DCS workers asked to obtain a urine sample from Claiborne who refused because she didn't want to leave her kids alone. They compromised to have her give a urine sample in her car while surrounded by law enforcement. And while she attempted to do so, she was ultimately unsuccessful. DCS told her that not complying, quote, made matters worse for her. And an emergency order from Coffee County Judge Greg Perry was issued for the children. They were removed from Bianca's side at the Justice Center and taken into state custody. The children were placed in temporary separate foster homes where Claiborne was not allowed to visit them. And later they were allowed to stay with a family friend while the case was ongoing. Finally, after 55 days of separation, the children were returned to their parents on April 13th. Claiborne's misdemeanor was dismissed. Williams pled guilty to a misdemeanor and the Department of Children and Services dismissed the case. Now, according to the Tennessee Lookout, the sudden separation caused Claiborne to suffer from intense anxiety, depression, and mental anguish, and she stopped producing breast milk during that time. The news report shared that your children also showed signs of trauma because of the incident, including one child having nightmares, wetting the bed, and another child now having a visceral reaction to police. Nearly one year later, on February 8th, the family is suing the three DCS caseworkers, four highway patrol officers, 10 Coffee County Sheriff deputy officers, and they all played a part in the incident. These public officials illegally tore apart and terrorized Claiborne's family. They acted outrageously and unlawfully. Their actions caused severe emotional trauma to Claiborne and each of her five children, the lawsuit stated. Claiborne and the children are bringing this lawsuit to vindicate their rights against people that harmed them, though the full extent of the harm to their family may never be undone. Now, the lawsuit claims that the family's Fourth Amendment rights were violated, that there's evidence of multiple counts of false arrest and imprisonment in addition to many other counts. Whoopi, whoopi, whoopi. 
Now, the family's represented by Hertz, Schultz, Gastel, Linsky, and Wall, PLLC, and Rubenfield Law Office, PC. You need to call the law offices of Dewey, Cheatham, and Howe. Yeah, well, that's, yeah, um, that's just, I don't know, that, that that's, the, the, the government, of course, I think a lot of the things the government does is designed to, you know, this gets into like a brave new world territory. Uh, it really does. Yeah. I mean, th this is ridiculous. Like I said, we covered this story when it first hit because we were like, the fuck? Yeah. I mean, I'm sorry. You know, a face to the screen's having a shit fit because I talked shit about, you know, fat, old, antiquated white men here in the state who are, you know, in charge of making the bullshit laws that keep us from being able to have legalization of the good herb. Okay. I'm also going to talk about the fact that, yeah, this state is horribly prejudiced against people of color in a big fucking way, especially Coffee yeah. County. I'll tell y'all, that's some fucking ding, 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 ding. Paddle faster, I hear banjos. That's yeah. what we're talking about here. Yeah. Them good old boys. Yeah, yeah, so I think... Where the family tree don't have no yeah, branches. Yeah, just, just, yeah, I think, you know, I think, I think it's important to say that hating, you know, hating someone that happens to be white doesn't necessarily mean you're hating them because they are white. There's a, there's a No, different... I'm hating them because they're fucking antiquated. It's a coincidence, and I don't believe in coincidences, but I'm saying it is merely a technicality that they happen to also be of the Caucasian race. I would be as pissed if they were Native American, if they were... Black, if they were Asian, I don't give a fuck. Your race doesn't matter yeah. and why I'm fucking pissed that yeah. your antiquated ass yeah. still thinks that marijuana is the fucking problem yeah. in a state where fentanyl can be gotten by prescription and meth is really fucking easy and cheap to make and also more or less instantly addictive. That's yeah. where my stand is on yeah. that. Yes. Speaking of which, <laughs> yeah, this is the story I was telling you all about. Using cannabis can actually ease cravings for street level drugs according to some new research so new findings from researchers at the university of british columbia suggest that cannabis could play a role in addressing the ongoing opioid overdose crisis now the works published in the journal addictive behaviors and from hudson redden alongside UBC Okengan's Dr. Zach Walsh and UBC Vancouver's Dr. MJ Malloy, they observed that using cannabis is associated with decreased use of crystal meth among people at highest risk of overdose in Vancouver's downtown east side. About 45% of the study's participants reported using cannabis to manage their cravings for stimulant drugs in the last six months, including cocaine, crack cocaine, and methamphetamines. A notable reduction in crystal meth use was observed among those who used cannabis for craving management. This association was not significant for crack cocaine users. Now I'll do some toot now. Don't get me. I will do some toot, you know. Oh, I, I forgot. Yeah, there's, there's. I think we need to go through that thing again and pull out some of the clips. Yeah, we might. So Dr. Redden, the study's lead researcher, emphasized the potential of cannabis as a harm reduction strategy. Our findings are not conclusive, but do add to the growing scientific evidence that cannabis might be a beneficial tool for some people who want to better control their unregulated stimulant use, particularly for people who use crystal meth, says Dr. Redden. This suggests a new direction for harm reduction strategies among people who use drugs. Dr. Walsh, a clinical psychology professor at UBCO 
and a leading substance use researcher, highlighted the importance of further investigation. While these findings are promising, they underscore the need for more comprehensive studies to understand the full potential of cannabis in the context of overdose crisis. The research used data from questionnaires administered to individuals concurrently using cannabis and unregulated drugs, including stimulants and opioids in Vancouver. It's the latest in a series of studies investigating the potential of cannabis to address the overdose crisis led by doctors Malloy and Walsh and other colleagues at the British Columbia Center on Substance Use. So basically they're saying, you know, first of all, it's a bias because you handed out a questionnaire expecting that people were going to be honest on their questionnaires And, of course, more research is needed, as usual. But, hey, maybe it is promising. Maybe it is a step in the right direction. Well, yes. Um, So, um, yeah, it's, you know, I mean, I think we know this because, you know, there's people, you know, people will try and access, you know, it's, you know, a lot of, I don't know, like I've seen it, you know, my my own experiences that, yeah, generally, although I've, you know, of course, I've also seen other things too. But um, anyway, I think, I think, are we we to the back of the napkin at this point? I think we just might be. All right, now uh, we're we're this. You know, we we've got some stories. It's got some breakage stories here. So Apple uh, is confirming that it's breaking iPhone web apps in the EU on purpose. And people always like to say, "Aren't y'all selling us the same shit?" And our answer is always the same: Yes, but this time it's a little bit more expensive. Well, it turns out that it's not a bug that broke Apple's iPhone web apps, also known as progressive web apps, in, in the EU. Now, in the following developer complaints and press reports about how progressive web apps were no longer functional in the EU after installing the most recent iOS betas, Apple has updated its website to explain why. No surprise, the tech giant is blaming the, the new EU regulation, the Digital Markets Act, for the change, saying that the complexities involved with the DMA's requirements to allow different browser engines is the root cause. What?! This is such a crock of shit. Now, to provide some context here, security researcher Tommy Misk and Open Web Advocacies first noticed that PWAs had been demoted to website shortcuts with the release of the second beta of iOS 17.4. Initially, it was unclear if this was a beta bug, now, stranger things have happened, or if it was intended to undermine the functionality of progressive web apps in the EU, a market where Apple is now being forced to allow alternative app stores, third-party payments, and alternate browser engines, among other things. In the betas, Progressive web apps, which typically allow web apps to function and feel more like native iOS apps, were no longer working. Now, developers noticed that these web apps would open like a bookmark saved to your home screen instead. Now, as Mac Rumors pointed out at the time, this meant that no dedicated windowing notifications or long-term local storage. Now, iOS 16.4 also allowed... Uh, or, uh, um, yes, uh, also allowed PWAs to badge their icons with notifications as native apps could. Now, beta users of iOS 17.4 reported that when they opened a web app while running the iOS beta, the system would ask them if they wanted to open the app in Safari or cancel. The message indicates that the web app will open in your default browser from now on, it said. Afterwards, the users said they experienced issues with data loss as a Safari website shortcut doesn't offer local storage. Notifications also no longer worked. No, I'm just getting warmed up. Now, Apple responded in its own way, updating its website, detailing the DMA-related changes in the EU to address the matter. In a new update, the company explains how it had to make so many changes to, to the iOS to comply with the EU guidelines that continued support for PWAs was simply off the table. Well, that's about enough light for me for one day. Yes. So traditionally, the iOS... 
system provided support for home screen web apps by building directly on WebKit, which is Safari's browser engine, and its security architecture, Apple said. That allowed native apps to align with the same security and privacy models as found in other native apps. But with the DMA, Apple is being forced to allow alternate browser engines. It argues that without the isolation and enforcement of the rules applied to WebKit-based web apps, malicious apps could be installed that do things like read data from other web apps or gain access to a user's camera, microphone, or location without a user's consent, Apple said. Now, addressing the complex security and privacy concerns associated with web apps using alternate browser engines would require building an entirely new integration architecture that does not currently exist in iOS and was not practical to undertake given the other demands of the DMA and the very low user adoption of home screen web apps. And so to comply with the DMA's requirements, we had to remove the home screen web apps feature in the EU, the website reads. Oh, bitch, bitch, bitch. Yes. Here's, and here's the thing. I mean, you know, what Apple is probably saying is not wrong. It is, you know, that's, and, and, it, and I've, and, and I actually, okay, so going back a couple of weeks to uh, the, 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 the last trip I did, I actually, one of the guys that spoke at the, the conference and, and, and in the track that I'm responsible for was it was a 21 year old kid, I gotta say. And he, he was showing how he was able to hack web application or, you know, web apps in Android, right? And he, he showed some exploit code and all that. It was actually, um, it was pretty cool. Uh, what he did. And, uh, and so, yeah, I think there's, you know, so, so Apple may have a point here in the sense that, yeah, if we want to, we can't allow access to the same things because we can't sandbox it the same way to make sure that uh, bad, you know, bad stuff doesn't escape. Well, now maybe that's something that they'll do in the future, but you know, and I suspect there'll be a lawsuit or something that probably forces them to try to address the issue, but this is probably, yeah. But in, in any case, it's just, this is, it's, it's, it's bullshit, right? This is all fucking completely. Bull- yeah. Now there was another article that I didn't pull that, that because of this same DMA thing that uh, that Apple is uh, unbanning Epic only in Europe so that they can have their own app store because exactly yeah but the, but they won't do the same thing in the U.S. Well, I don't know why they won't do that but uh, but anyway here's so meanwhile this this I can't even I, I can't even so there's a um, apparent so there's there's a there's a security product that's called Avanti Pulse Secure and it was what you are you talking about that's uh, not it that's the name oh oh story. I skipped a story yes I We're, did we've we this is becoming a habit where you for whatever reason are not seeing stories in our script my angel yes or I skipped past them so meanwhile uh, so the latest uh, release of Windows 11 which is a 24h2 goes from unsupported to unbootable unbootable on some old PCs now, officially, Windows Windows 11 has higher system requirements than Windows 10, meaning you have to have stronger hardware. But to date, once you've bypassed those requirement checks, there have been few consequences to running Windows 11 on old hardware. Unsupported or not, Windows 11 would run on pretty much any 64-bit PC that could boot Windows 10. We've run it on PCs as old as Windows, Windows XP era Core 2 Duo desktops. Now, that's apparently changing a bit in the late in the latest uh, Windows 11 24H2 uh, update, which Microsoft began testing earlier this month. According to posts from a user named Bob Pony on X, otherwise known as what used to be called Twitter. Although, oh, by the way, there's a funny thing about uh, somebody somebody was saying it's going to be it's Twitter, it's Twitter, it's Twitter, and then Elon Musk responds and says, "You're dead naming us," <laughs> you know. And, oh, and by, by the way, that and that and, that, and the, the person that was calling it Twitter, Stephen King. I love Stephen King. Have I mentioned that lately? Yes. Well, apparently his politics are not. Um, you know. Anyway, the, the, I'm go- here's the thing. I don't care about people's politics, arguably. Okay. I mean, as long as if you're famous and you think that by 
barfing your politics on the little people that you're doing anything but making yourself look like a fucking idiot. Yeah, good luck with that. Irrelevant to the fact. Please proceed. Okay, so... Um, so the latest Windows 11 builds refuse to boot on older processors that don't support a relatively obscure instruction called pop pop CNT, which, of course, I immediately read as pop cunt, which I'm going to write down as a show title because of because, of course. Uh, so short for population count, it's used for counting the number of bits in a machine word, according to an explainer by programmer via which sounds kind of silly. How do you not know how many bits there are in a word? You know, because uh, uh, by should. the way, which I can't remember exactly how many, how many it's, it's, it's a, you know, it's, but it's a fixed boundary. So how many bits, you know, I don't know why you need a special instruction for that, but okay. Maybe I need to read the thing and figure it out. Now it's, it's unclear why pop by pop count has become the load bearing CPU instruction for a whole bunch of windows components, but it looks like the windows kernel, the systems, USB and network drivers and other core system files now require the instruction as of windows 11, 24 H2. In modern H x86 CPUs, pop count is implemented as part of the SSE4 instruction set. For Intel's chips, it was added as part of SSE4.2 in the original first-generation core architecture, codenamed Nehalem. In AMD's processors, it's included in SSE4A, first used in Phenom, Athlon, and Sempron CPUs based on the K10 architecture. These architectures date back to 2008 and 2007, respectively. Now, this effectively bars mid-2000s Intel Core 2 Duo systems and early Athlon 64 era PCs from booting Windows 11 at all. Not that they officially supported it in the first place. This means the change should mainly affect retro computing enthusiasts who spend their days making YouTube videos in the we stalled a Windows 11 on a potato. Let's see how it runs genre rather than usuals of users of actual systems. Yeah, and I'm going to have a little Phoenix rant on this one, and I've even put it in the fucking script. So Talking about the YouTube video potato heads that are putting these videos out, my class that I'm taking, my HTML CSS class, this this makes me mad, y'all. I, I got to talk about it. I spent $600 plus to take this one specific class that is required inclusive in my degree for an instructor to literally fucking link to bullshit 12-year-old YouTube videos of some dickhead who's way too fucking opinionated for his own geek-ass coder good, and he looks like a fucking idiot anyway. One, why am I paying this much money to have to watch a 12-year-old video where the user interface is fucking outdated. So when it tells you, go up here and click this and do this and do that, it does not look any fucking thing like what the current version that I'm running looks like. And as someone who does not know computers inside and out, like apparently everybody who's taking this class, I get a little frustrated. Because why are you using 12-year out? dated videos. Why are you not making the videos on your own? Okay, I get it. He is an Asian descent. Maybe he's got some Chinglish going on. I get it. I ain't trying to hate on that. But you could have somebody do the voiceover and you do the clicky video bits. I'm just really disappointed. If I had to give this class a grade, it definitely would not be a passing grade. Because the majority of what we're doing is watching antiquated videos where the current versions of these operating systems are not being shown in the videos and a website that's free to access for anybody out there who wants to use it to learn the hands-on of try this and read the content to learn how to do that. Very, very disappointed. Failing grade for this particular class 
in this college. And I may even have to talk to my student advisor to let her know that this is unacceptable. And I have no qualm doing so. Yeah, well, it's yeah. I mean, I, I've seen these videos. They're truly, they're truly awful. I think I do a better job explaining it to her than, than than these videos do. There's a reason why I do my homework with you. It's not so you will do it for me. It's so that when shit like okay, I'm clicking on what this guy's telling me to click on. It's not looking anything like what the fuck he's talking about. I know it's a 12 year old video, but hello, could we at least get something a little more modern? Sorry, I don't feel like failing a class because you don't want to put in the effort to make sure that the materials... And oh, by the way, could you try proofreading your shit because your Chinglish is showing? How many fucking times have I had to go in because I'm used to Waldo finding with you for the Heblish that you deal with for work? Yeah. This guy, I'm sorry. Nobody, nobody's proofreading your content before you're putting it out to your students. The content that you're making us learn by is antiquated. I just, I have no problem with yeah, it. Yeah, well, we've had that issue with other instructors, it seems like, and we, we don't need to get into, you know, the, the, that. But now, even if you'd upgraded these PCs with four or eight gigabytes of RAM and changed out the creaky old hard drives for SSDs, they're not PCs that will run Windows 10 or Windows 11 or any modern apps particularly well. Now, actually, I have a, I have a, I have a side digression here. So, um, and I, I I'm 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 a, I'm a man. I I love using old computers. I mean, I've got computers here that are more than ten years old. You know what? If you have an old computer, run Linux on it. It's much. You can run things that. And I've. I mean, I. I mean, I, I gave a, I think I gave a, I gave a computer to Marcella at some point and, and it's actually, and it was at the time I'm like, I, I, you know, I just, it was, it would, it, it, I could have ran windows on it, but it was like, you know what? It ran Linux and it was a, and it's still, it's still, it's still working. You know, it's still, it's still updated. It's still all these things, you know, it's like if you can, you know, these days you can do a lot of stuff on the web. You don't need a, you know, don't need a big, strong computer to do a lot of that stuff. So, um, yeah, I'm not, you know, that, that the best sort of recycling is to keep using it until it just dies, you know? And then that's, you know, you can run Linux on pretty much anything, you know, I mean, you run it. it's just another example of what we've been talking about consistently, that things are not made to last. They're made to be recycled and thrown away. And companies aren't. That's the problem is Windows isn't making the money that it would be making by allowing their 10, 11 and whatever else to run on these antiquated machines or so they think, because they want you to have to have a new machine in order to run their product. What they're going to do, however, is end up shooting themselves in the foot because there are other options out there above and beyond Windows. Yeah. So, the, 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 yeah. These same retro computing enthusiasts may also find a way around this requirement eventually. Now, Windows 10 and 11 won't boot on systems without SSE 2 support, for example, but that hasn't stopped people from finding a way to do it anyway. Now, the Windows 11 system requirements suggest CPU clock speed and the amounts of RAM and storage a PC has system requirements in the modern era have become more granular and esoteric. For example, it seems as though Windows 11 CPU requirement, an 8th gen Intel Core CPU or newer, or an, a or an AMD Ryzen 2000 series CPU or newer, is driven at least partially by support for mode based execution control, MBEC, a security feature that accelerates some of the operating system's memory integrity protections. No CPU manufacturers, including stuff like PopCount or MBEC in their marketing materials, but modern Windows support is increasingly dictated by these kind of features. So yes, it's, you know, it's to keep you on the treadmill of buying more machines and all of that stuff. And, you know, we don't necessarily need to be doing that. I mean, like, you know, I got systems here that are, you know, that are, you know, they're getting on, I mean, the, the machine that is a 
currently streaming this show to you right now uh, from the from the from Shea Lotus is uh, it's it's about a, it's about a ten it's about a nine year old laptop at this point still it's running Linux it still runs fine yeah it is uh, it is it's just like you know why have to I have to buy new systems all the time and you know and the fact that you know if you want you know the good news is that you know the you know I think uh, I think Karma King was in was in chat last night and any any uh, any he was yeah and he he dropped in a you know a link to like a you know like a one of these uh, microcomputers almost that, that, that you know that will run Windows. And I looked at the specs and the price on that. I went, well, that's not bad. And that actually, you know, if I'm looking for just a cheap, cheap and cheerful computer to do something, yeah, that looks like a good thing. But I'd probably run Linux on it anyway, because, you know, because because Win Windows has got too much. You know, just say no to Windows. That's all I've got to say. Now, meanwhile, um, now we're going to go on to this this this, this, this story that I tried to, that I apparently uh, had skipped to as opposed to skip over. And it's a this this a, there's a there's a remote access product called from a company called Avante called Pulse Secure. And, and they were found using 11 year old Linux versions and outdated libraries, which got exploited. Can we forget about the hack we suffered just last week? Now, given given the the um, given where Pulse Secure came from, and I it's a, it's a, I believe it was a, it was originally a Juniper product, and they're not known for their. I mean, they have had some security products, but they're not really known for them. Uh, you know, they certainly certainly can't. It's, they're certainly very difficult to take seriously. And of course, uh, so this so it doesn't surprise me that a reverse engineering of the firmware running in on, on Avante Pulse Secure appliances has revealed numerous weaknesses, once again, underscoring the challenge of securing software supply chains. Uh, Eclipsium, which acquired firmware version 9.1.18.2-24467.1 as part of the process, said the base operating system used by the Utah-based uh, software company for the device is CentOS 6.4. Now this, and, and so the, the, this quote provides some contact. It runs an 11-year-old version of Linux, which hasn't been supported since November 2020, the firmware security company said in a report shared with the Hacker News. What? Now, the development comes as threat actors are capitalizing on a number of security flaws discovered in Avante Connect Secure, Policy Secure, and ZTA gateways to deliver a wide range of malware, including web shells, stealers, and backdoors. Now, and I think there's, and I think, uh, okay, I'll get in, I'll get into this in a little bit, but the vulnerabilities that have come under active exploitation in recent months um, comprise CVE 2023-46805, CVE 2024-21887, and CVE 2024-21893. Last week, Ivante also discovered another bug in the software, CVE 2024-22024, that could permit threat actors to access otherwise restricted resources without any authentication. Dope! Now, in an alert published, uh, well, you know, uh, earlier this week, web infrastructure company Akamai said it has observed a significant scanning activity targeting CVE 2024-22024, stating or starting February 9th, 2024, following the publication of a proof of concept by Watchtower. David, you have one of the worst cavities I have ever seen. Okay. Have a good day. Aren't you going to fix it? Well, oh, I'm not a dentist. I'm a dental monitor. I just tell you when you have a bad cavity. It's bad. Lunch? Oh, yes. Where are you going? Why monitor a problem if you don't fix it? And that's the whole point here. Why monitor a problem if you're not going to fix it or at least take some preventive, um, you know, measures? Yeah. So now here's the thing. Um, and I can I can speak to this as 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 uh, somebody who uh, somebody who works for a software company that also uh, has their product uh, that's based on Linux. 
there's nothing wrong with using old versions of software if you actually maintain them, right? And, and fix the bugs and that kind of thing, right? So, yeah, there's nothing wrong with using an old version if you actually planning to, if you maintain it correctly, meaning that as these CVEs come up, you actually, you actually check that you actually make sure, or you, you know, you actually take efforts to, uh, to secure those things so that they can't be exploited. I, I suspect this company has not done that based on these, the problems. It now, doesn't seem so. Yeah. I mean, I, I can, I can, I think I, I can say that my, my day job, um, I, I'm sure there, you know, in things like incident response and that kind of thing, it's, it's, uh, it, this, uh, this has come up. It's like people are, you know, seeing that, that you know, these problems are really bad. It, it's, you know, again, it's not so much that they're using old stuff. It's that they didn't maintain it right now. You know, keeping, keep in mind that the older, you know, if you're, if you're using older components, right. And you're in your, in your product, that does that. And if you just, if you decide to continue to do that, yeah, you gotta have to continue to maintain them. Right. And you know, the nice thing about if I'm using a recent version of some of these components is I just, I can just pull the fix in from upstream. Right. And it's not a problem. In some cases you have to do, you know, have to backport things. It's not, it's a, it's more problematic. So yeah, you have to update the update those things every now and again, you can't just let it uh, go. Now, Eclipsium said that it leveraged a POC exploit for CVE 2024-21893 that was released by Rapid7 earlier this month to obtain a reverse shell to the PSA 3000 appliance. Subsequently, uh, subsequently. Yeah, subs yeah. subsequently exp exporting the device image for follow-on analysis using the EMBA firmware security analyzer. Now, this not only uncovered a number of outdated packages corroborating previous findings from security researcher Will uh, Dorman, but also a number of vulnerable libraries that are cumulatively susceptible to 973 flaws out of which 111 that's kind of a magic number have publicly known exploits because you know you add anyway that you add that comes to three i think when you add all those numbers together so it um, does pearl for instance hasn't been updated since 5.6.1 which was released 23 years ago on april 9th 2001 the linux kernel version is 2.6.3 Two, which reached end of life as of March 2016. Yeah, um, these old software packages are components in the Avante Connect secure product. Eclipsium said, and "This is a perfect example as to why visibility into digital supply chains is important, and why enterprise customers are increasingly demanding SBOMs, a software bill of materials, uh, from their vendors." Now. Furthermore, a deeper examination of the firmware unearthed 1,216 issues in 76 shell scripts, 5,218 vulnerabilities in 5,392 Python files, in addition to 133 outdated certificates. Yes, I, you know you As a result, deploying the silver post-exploitation framework to the slash data directory and executing ITC reports, no, no issues in Clipsium discovered, suggesting that the tool provides a false sense of security. Now, it's worth noting that threat actors have also been observed tampering with the built-in ICT uncompromised Advante Connect secure devices in an attempt to sidestep detection. Now, in a theoretical attack demonstrated by Eclipsium, a threat actor could drop their next stage tooling and store the harvested information in the data partition and then abuse another zero-day flaw to gain access to the device and exfiltrate the data staged previously. All the while, the integrity tool detects no signs of anomalous activity. Why do people use this product again? I, mean, I know, like that should scare each and every person out there who could possibly be using this product into immediately switching. Okay, now, yeah, and so I'm, I'm sure there's uh, some competitive stuff uh, being used with, with competitive FUD being being flung around that. Now, um, now, meanwhile, let's let's talk about uh, some is an issue that occurred with uh, that's been occurring with Discord. We don't care. We don't have to. 
Yeah, so this has been making the rounds on the on the on the dung. It has also it, it has also hit my inbox uh, earlier. Uh, so when I got a, I got an email from and I and I and I, I need to actually uh, upload this because uh, I got to put it in the show notes. So give me a second here while I uh, do do that. You can, but I got an email from from Discord basically saying that I had to uh, that I that I had to actually um, what's what's the word I'm looking for? I had, to, had, change, to, I had change. to change my username. Yeah. I mean, seriously, like, okay, so I'm going to, I'm going to read, but the- it's the reason why that will absolutely get you all to have the WTF. Yes. Yeah, so I'm going to read, I'm going to read the email I got. And, and now keep in mind, I haven't used, I think the last time I had used discord was, I don't know when my, uh, it was, it was years ago and it was probably mostly to help my son with his, uh, with his stuff. So I had signed up for it to look at it, but so I get an email saying we've asked it. Hello, phone boy. We're asking everyone to choose a unique username instead of using discord discriminators in their username, uh, username, hashtags, you know, number, you know, right. Starting March 4th, discord will begin assigning usernames to users who have not chosen one themselves. You are receiving this email because you have not chosen a username. This is a notice that if you do not update your username by March 4th, 2024, discord will assign a new unique username to your account. We will try to assign you a unique username that is similar to your current username and provide you instructions for changing it. Now, from, now I I was not understanding what they meant, and I figured well maybe you know because because I know that Discord does a lot of woke shit, so I'm guessing well boys a discriminate probably a discriminating name because it talks about gender or something like that. I figured that was what it was, and I'm like, so I instead I logged into Discord and deleted my account because I'm like well I don't use Discord anyway. I don't want it, I don't want I don't need this fucking shit now. Now I had it explained to me by Sir Bemrose uh, last night that it's the hash zero 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 or the you know the number at the end of your username that they were actually referring to. Now, how is that a, a discriminator? I don't know exactly, but that's what they call the, oh, the math is racist. Yeah, exactly. So I looked at this and went, yeah, I'm just going to delete it now. And so I, I, I don't, I don't understand why this is such a, such an issue. Um, but whatever it's, it's, it's a problem that all of these things that, all, that all of these companies have in some way. Um, but, uh, I was going to upload, I was going to upload this to the, the, the chat. Cause I also need to put it in the show notes. So, uh, there you go. It, it's still just some woke ass bullshit at the end of the day when you look at it. Well, okay. It turns out that I blame them for being woke in this case. And it wasn't really, but, but because of what they've done, right. And they're using the word discriminator, right. It's like, okay. Yeah. You know, it just made me kind of go, yeah, I wait a minute. I haven't, I still have an account with these guys. Yeah. Not anymore. I don't. Yeah. And you know what? Hopefully more and more people will have the same reaction to look, you're not gonna, you're not gonna be stupid because if you're stupid, we'll just delete you. Yeah, exactly. So, I mean, this is, it's just, just, it's just, I, I looked, I looked at it as, you know, when I saw this, I was just, I was, I, I was, I was like, well, whatever. I don't, I don't need to have this account, so I'm not going to have this account, but, uh, um, it does make me wonder though, how many people will also take, if they actually look enough into it and whatnot, will take the same position you did of, oh, I still have this. Yeah. That doesn't suit my life anymore. Yeah. And since they're doing X, Y, Z, yeah, I'm Audi 5,000. Yeah. I mean, and that's, and I've always found the app to be incredibly bloated and it's like, yeah, I don't need that running in my system all the time. That, that That's just my opinion, man. But, uh, uh, that is what it is now. Uh, uh, no, I think we are now to the segment of the show where we talk about, where we, where we go to the junk drawer. Humanity was incapable of solving even its most basic problems, like garbage, which had been stacked for centuries. And as predicted, a judge has dismissed nearly all of Sarah Silverman, Michael Carbone, and other authors' lawsuits against OpenAI. 
What kind of a show are you guys putting on here today? So, can't say we didn't warn everyone. Last summer, we pointed out that Sarah Silverman and a bunch of other authors suing AI companies for copyright infringement seemed to only demonstrate that they didn't understand how copyrights work. Dude, are you half retarded? And now, Judge Araceli Martinez Ogwin. It sounds like a, a, a what, what, what is it? A, a, a Ocasio Cortez or whatever. Oh, thing. AOC. Uh, yeah, AOC. Uh huh. So this judge has dismissed most of the claims in the three related cases from the authors against the open AI, noting that their theories are just not how copyright law works. The judge doesn't leave them open to amend the claims, but. Or Sorry, the judge does leave them open to amend the claims, but it's difficult to see how any of the cases will survive. OpenAI sought to dismiss all claims except for the direct infringement claim. In its motion to dismiss, OpenAI notes that they will seek to resolve the direct infringement question as a matter of law rather, or as a matter of law later in the case, i.e. they'll seek summary judgment on it, likely arguing fair use. So for the rest, though, they seek to dismiss the claims outright and mostly got exactly what they wanted. Claims that were dismissed by the court include various copyright infringement. Vicarious copyright. Sorry, vicarious. Wow. Various vicarious, you know. So vicarious copyright infringement, removal or alteration of copyright information, alleged distortion distribution of copies, unfair competition claims, and of course, negligence and unjust enrichment. The unfair competition claim has a three-prong test and the case fails on two of them. Because California defines the term unfair quite broadly, this claim has yet to be rejected by the court, though it's possible it'll get dismissed at the summary judgment phase. I object, Your Honor, and I move to strike! The court doesn't allow the plaintiffs to amend, or the court does allow the plaintiffs to amend, and it's almost guaranteed that an amended complaint will be forthcoming. But given the underlying reasons for dismissing all of the claims, I find it hard to believe that they'll amend it in a way that'll be successful. Of course, there's still the other two claims that survive, but both seem likely to be in trouble by the time this case gets to a summary judgment. I know that many people wanted this case to be a winner, in part because they dislike generative AI in general, or open AI specifically, or in some cases because they're fans of the authors involved. But this case is about the specifics of copyright, and you have to allege specific facts to make it a copyright case. And as we noted, these cases were ridiculously weak from the jump, and the judge saw that. Sit down! Yeah. Um, yeah, it's, and we're, I'm sure this is going to continue, and you know, this is going to keep going. Now, meanwhile, um, what is also continuing is that climate agenda is set to push food prices even higher. All right. Now, um, as inflation remains stubbornly high, farmers throughout the Western world are warning that cost increases from the net zero movement will drive food prices still higher while simultaneously putting many smaller farmers out of business. Now, January inflation numbers showed that prices increased by 3.1% over what they were a year ago, indicating that the fight against inflation, while progressing, has not been won. Prices have surged by nearly 18% since January 2021 when President Blow Jiden took office. What? Now, 
Americans are struggling in an economy in which, by official statistics, nearly one-fifth of the value of their dollars has evaporated in three years. Doesn't help that half my income is being taken by somebody else, though many will say the cost of food and other essentials has become more expensive than what the official numbers state. Now, the U.S. Department of Agriculture, otherwise known as the USDA, which tracks food prices, offers an optimistic assessment of the coming year. After having gone up 9.9% in, in 2022, the USDA states, food prices grew more slowly in 2023, increasing by only 5.8%. Nice execution. You're doing terrific. Now, um, but uh, in a recent uh, report by the Buckeye Institute attempts to quantify the cost of Bidenomics to farmers. The, the report titled Net Zero Climate Control Policies Will Fail the Farm projects that farmers will see costs rise by at least 34 percent, which will increase the household grocery bill for the American family by four or more or, uh, of, by, four. Of, of four or more. Than thirteen hundred dollars per year now. Right, so that's a thirteen hundred increase if you have a family of four, which is basically mom, dad, and two crotch goblins. I'm surprised it wasn't thirty three percent, if I'm honest. And complying with net zero emissions policies and corporate ESG reporting requirements will increase prices of farm inputs, the cost of which will ultimately be passed on to consumers at the grocery stores and restaurants, according to the report. Yeah, so this is, yeah, I mean, the, the costs are going up. I mean, that's that's definitely true. I mean, certainly we're, you know, we're experiencing that all the time. Now, um, we have uh, we have but a one dishonorable mention, speaking of food. Y'all are a bunch of fucking degenerates. Now, the Washington, Washington, the, the Wall Street Journal, there we go. <laughs> yeah, but it's but Washington's involved. You know this. <laughs> yes, I do. But yeah. it just makes me laugh. Can you please write down Washington State Journal? Washington State Journal. I wasn't going to say Washington State Journal. I just well, Washington Street Journal, whatever you say. Yeah, I don't know. I'm still going to say Washington State Journal. I'll write it down anyway. So good enough. Yes. But they, they, they have a, they say to save money. Maybe you should skip breakfast. Kiss my grand. Yeah, maybe they. Uh, I'm surprised they're not telling us to eat the bugs. Um, so just wait. Yeah, it's coming. Yes, according to Bloomberg data, the number of news stories mentioning Bidenomics in corporate media erupted in June 2023. <clears throat> this was around the time when the White House launched its propaganda campaign to persuade, I mean, trick the uh, the American people about the alleged success successes of the president's economic policy. Now, as the number of Bidenomics news stories soared, polling data via Real Clear Politics showed the president's job approval rating fell. In other words, the American people quickly called <coughs> bullshit on this PR campaign. In the era of in this era of failure, legacy media uh, told consumers inflation is their fault, but ignored the Federal Reserve's massive easing program, quantitative easing, uh, during the COVID era, and the federal government helicopter dropping trillions of dollars blindly across the economy. Now, The Atlantic pointing fingers at consumers for inflation, Bloomberg advising re readers to eat lentils, and The Wall Street Journal suggesting skipping breakfast are all indicators of the U.S. economy's distress, in stark contrast to the White House continuous assurances that everything is fine. Yeah, we all know what that truly equates to. <clears throat> Bullshit. Yes, it does. Now, um, you know, the, but I've got, but I got, I got to go over here. You're muting. Yes, I got to go over here because I think we're at the end, and I got to do, and I got to hit the button. And you know what the, that means? I'm fucking over this. I've fucking enjoyed every minute of it. Yes, we did, and yeah, I think we got a little more out of that than we anticipated. Of course, I think we also added more stories at the end. So now we're, we, we did, uh, we we got it, uh, and we made we made it through. 
We did, as we often do. And uh, we end it something like this. Oh, uh, okay, wait a minute. So it's this. This is how we do it. Yeah, like this. Jordan fades back. Swoosh. And that's the game. Fuck you. Fuck you. Fuck you. You're cool. And fuck you. I'm out. You're still here? It's over. Go home. Go. Fucking embarrassing! Fucking A, let's quit the swearing.